include this idea of discipleship, being a disciple of Christ, being one who follows after our Lord, not only uh, by, by himself, following Christ, his person, his life, but also his teachings and those who succeeded him. You know, we, we live here in the church, and uh, part of that is believing and continuing in our um, in those that Christ has set for us and following their leadership and following them. And because in following them, we are most especially following Christ. For when we follow Christ, we, we receive his many blessings and graces in our lives. For Christ promises us, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. This is not just a, a nice, rhymy kind of phrase. This is a true statement. If we abide in Christ, he will abide in us because he is the vine and we are the branches. Um, and this, like, this whole idea of following Christ, he loves us so much that he gives himself to us. Day in and day out, we stay connected to him. We receive his life. We receive him personally, Christ himself, so that we can follow him more wholeheartedly in our life. So much so that we get to share the life of Christ. We receive him as we do, uh, most especially as we receive the word, uh, the word of God in the scriptures, and also in the, in the beautiful uh, gift of the Eucharist. So we get to share in the life of Christ himself as he gives himself to us bodily. That strength to follow him day after day. We specifically hear in our readings today about the cost and the, and the consequences, the good consequences of following and being a disciple of Christ. And also what happens, as we heard at the end of the gospel, what happens when we let other things take that priority to Christ. Uh, the other things where uh, they are good, uh, but in the wrong order. As Jesus uh, encourages and, and asks those that uh, come up and say, I will follow you wherever you go, our first instance. And Jesus says, good, but he, he questions them. He questions their resolve. He asks him, are you sure? Because the, the, what will happen if you go and proclaim the gospel, if you follow me uh, in, in a very uh, unique way, is that you're not going to have a home. You're not going to have a place to rest your head here on earth because, as we heard in our psalm, our inheritance is the Lord, and our Lord is in heaven. So Jesus is asking this disciple, this one who wants and, and claims, that, yes, I want to follow you. But he asks him, are you ready for this? Are you ready for uh, the, the hardships, the sufferings that will come as, as, uh, on this earth so that, we can, that our hearts can be prepared for what is to come? He, so he just, uh, Jesus is checking that, that, um, that resolve in his heart. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? And then uh, our next instances here of, of Jesus, uh, he, this time he asks two different people to follow him. Jesus is preparing messengers and sending them ahead of him to prepare the way. He says, follow me, follow me. These uh, two other men uh, respond that, yes, I will follow you, but let me go uh, bury my father. This is a very good thing. So this is not a, a rebuke of burying the dead. This is a corporal work of mercy, a very important thing. But what Jesus is talking about in our gospel with, uh, when he says this stark statement, let the dead bury the dead, he is um, challenging this man's excuse. 
um, in the Jewish time, uh, burial almost immediately took place. It was always within the day. And so when uh, it is thought that when this man is saying and giving this excuse that he is saying, I will follow you, but in a little bit, uh, which, as we know, means that I'll get to it when I want to. So Jesus, again, is challenging this uh, and inviting that the, and showing us the immediacy of the need of following him when he calls. And now uh, the third gentleman uh, says, let me go first say goodbye to my family. Again, this is a good thing. And as we heard in our first reading uh, with Elijah and Elisha, uh, Elijah said, okay, yes, you can go do that. Go say goodbye to your family and then come follow me. But with, now with Jesus, this is, um, there's an immediacy, there's an urgency that takes place now in being a disciple of Christ, being one who follows him in everything, in, in, um, that we can't wait any longer. We can't have any more excuses. And allowing this immediacy to take place and for us to go and follow Christ. Uh, one of the things we talked about in seminary and, and the, seeing the scriptural evidence of this is... Um, two things. One, we see uh, how Jesus, um, um, well, we see how our Lord comes and takes care of those in our life, especially in our family, because a prophet is not without honor except in his native place. So it's very hard to, to evangelize, so to say, and, uh, you know, to preach the gospel uh, like I'm doing today uh, to our family. But Jesus is the one who cares for our families. Uh, Jesus goes around and goes to those towns and villages where we are from, and Jesus cares for them. And, and so that's a very uh, comforting thing, knowing that our Lord comes to care for those in our, of our family and will take care of those that we love. And so this is why it's so important for us to be a good witness, uh, following Christ in our words, in our actions, in our life, in all areas, having Christ be that priority, uh, that and having things in the right order, and knowing that Jesus will take care of our families. Jesus will love and care for us if we have him in the right priority. And so uh, this, is, this is what is going on uh, in, our, in our gospel today. Now you may be thinking, yes, all those things are good. Uh, it, it sounds more like for those that are just beginning to follow and walk in the way of Christ, you know, the beginning of a disciple. I would challenge us, uh, myself included in this, in asking, um, yes, we've been following Christ for, for many years now, and this is so good. But sometimes when we've been doing things for a long time, um, we can make little excuses of our own, little accommodations, and say, oh, we can let this little thing go. We do that for a couple years, and then we see, yeah, there's been some greater effects of this in our life, uh, in our spirit, in our relationship with Christ. We've let other things take that priority in our life instead of Christ. So we have this invitation today to have that priority realigned, to have Christ again, to be our, our leader, to be our, um, the, the person that shapes and guides everything in our life. And this is, um, uh, so I think for us today, the question is this. Have I let something or someone be prioritized in my life over Christ? Have I let someone or something uh, be prioritized in my life over Christ? Maybe this is entertainment, technology, iPads, games, YouTube, the news, politics. Um, or 
on another level, have we let selfishness creep in and uh, be more that guiding principle in our life? The invitation today is to um, bring these, these needs and bring uh, all these things before our Lord and ask for him to bless us and reorient and reprioritize the, the things and, and the ways that we live our life. Allowing Christ to be that guiding principle uh, who will lead us, who will work everything out for the good of ourselves so that we can receive our inheritance, that of Christ who is in heaven. And, and um, because I think in a very unique way in our own age, it is uh, very challenging to be a witness, very challenging to be a disciple, one who follows Christ in all things. There is external pressure and personal pressure and, you know, all these things that are, are pressuring us to cave, uh, to not have Christ as our priority. But we see the urgency, the need for joyful witnesses that not only uh, say that they're Catholic, but truly live it, to be that witness to the world, to be that disciple. And no matter uh, where you are in life, it is not too late, and uh, you too can be a witness. You too can be a greater disciple, follower of Christ, and uh, bringing that joyful news, going before our Lord, preparing the way for him. As he went to Jerusalem, he sent people ahead of him. So now he sends you to prepare the way for the Lord, uh, to be that witness in the world. And uh, I think we can all agree that our world and our country especially are in most need of Christian witnesses. Witnesses that bring that hope, that joy that says this life is not the end, this earthly time, because there is so much more. There is so much hope and joy and peace that comes from being a follower of Christ. It is not just, um, uh, you know, something that, that is just kind of there, but this is real. God is real, and we are uh, invited to share this good news, first receiving it ourselves and then being able to share that with those in our life. Again, our, our question is this. I invite us to reflect today. Have I let something or someone be prioritized in my life over Christ? I'd like to conclude today uh, by sharing a, um, when I was at Camp Oitiwa, a Catholic summer camp in Colorado during my time in formation, uh, there was a, um, our, one of the directors came across this letter that was written by an African martyr, uh, a young preacher uh, in Zimbabwe, Africa, and his, this letter was found in his desk right after uh, his death, right after his martyrdom. And I think it's a great summary for us of what it means to be a disciple of Christ in our own time and of our own age. And I find this very, very inspiring um, of, of what it looks like to live our faith, uh, to put it into practice. And so this is what the uh, young preacher, uh, the, this young African martyr, um, had to say about his faith in Jesus Christ. I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My presence makes sense, and my future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, worldly talking, cheap giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, 
promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, lean in his presence, walk by patience, am uplifted in prayer, and I labor with power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, my guide reliable, my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the enemy, pander at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I have stayed up, prayed up, stored up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. My banner will be clear. Brothers and sisters, let us prioritize Christ in our life this week so that we too can be disciples of our Lord.